Welcome to the Coastline Podcast. We exist as a church to help connect you to God and the people around you, to help you grow in your faith, and to challenge you to go into your community sharing the love of Christ. Three things, connect, grow, go. If you'd like information on what is going on at Coastline, follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Or email us at hello at coastlinensb.com. What's up, everybody? This is Brian Nichols and... Erica Nichols. And we are pastors at Coastline Church. If you're listening to this, this is part three of a series on marriage that we've been doing uh, for the past few weeks. It's been really great for us. We just celebrated nine years of marriage. We're almost to those double digits. That's a big deal. Uh, but between doing almost a decade with ourselves, uh, coming out of being newlyweds, and as we've been, uh, you know, doing some pre-marriage counseling with a couple that's about ready to get married, um, as we're hearing lots and lots of conversations about people that are struggling with marriage, specifically due to you know being quarantined at home with yeah. one another, we thought it might be good for us to get together and you know have a couple of these conversations and see how it goes. So. Erica, give us a quick recap. What have we talked about so far? Yes. So week one, we talked about conflict resolution and how important it is to communicate and to resolve your conflicts. Um, Week two. We also talked about unity in that week, right? The importance of kind of two becoming one, what I think Mark talks about it, right? Mm -hmm. So, and then week two, we talked about. Kids. Kids. This is only the third one. Yeah, I think so. This is like the. No, this is it. Third one. one. Okay. So we're on part three of four. So um, last week we talked about kids um, and conflict resolution the week before. The uh, reason why we're talking about conflict resolution is because it's the number one um, leading cause of divorce. Right. It's it's a lack of conflict resolution is what's causing divorce uh, most of anything. And then in the next, last week we talked about kids. This week we're going to talk about money. And next week we're going to talk about sex because those three things, uh, round up the next three major reasons why people have trouble in marriage. So today we're specifically going to talk about money, um, which money can cause tension, right? Absolutely. Man, you and I, we know we're, we're way too smart and good, you know, people to, uh, be fighting about money. Money never never stresses us out. Never stresses out. This is probably where we need to be overly transparent with people that are listening. Um, there's a, there's going to be a segment in this where we talk about finding a coach. Uh, I don't necessarily think that Eric and I are good coaches when it comes to finances. Uh, we are solid coaches when it maybe it comes to marriage, and we would tell you in the situation that like uh, this podcast is not going to be about us giving you financial advice because right. we're not good with it. Um, but we uh, we have experienced uh, tensions in our own life when it comes to finances, and we've had to figure out how to navigate those tensions. And so, primarily, what we're going to talk about is like what does that look like? How do you navigate? Um, and a marriage when it comes to finances, right? Does it make sense? It does. So to get us all in the same boat, what are the what's major things that cause tension in marriage when it comes to finances? Yeah, I mean, I think everyone can probably relate to this on some level. You Usually, typically, in a relationship, you have one that's more of a free spirit and one that's a little bit more of a nerd and they follow a budget or they're a little bit more money conscious. 
So um, it can cause tension between each one. You know, the nerd says we need to stay on budget and the free spirit says that'll be all right. You know, we'll yeah. figure it out. And there's a great thing. unifier in all of us that we all have bills that we've got to pay. Yep. Right. Always. Um, that comes up. Um, most of us have mortgage or rent we got to deal with. Um, some of us have, you know, things that have created tension from our past, right? Like student loans, mm-hmm. uh, credit card debt. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's also stuff in the future that, you know, stresses it out and creates tension, right? You and I are, I'm 36 and you're... You're 35. I'm 35 and you're, how old are you? <laughs> 32. 32. Um, you know, and, and that's kind of young now, but that's not going to last forever. We're going to have to, and there's going to be a day where, you know, we're going to be too old to preach or too old to do whatever we do. And, you know, we got to figure out for that day, you know, put stuff away. And so there's tension throughout um, our life, you know, and especially our marriage when it comes to money. But uh, it's not something that's going to go away. It's something that we've got to, we got to figure out how to navigate, right? So there are four main things I think that we can talk about today when it comes to money and managing this tension, specifically in our in our marriages. Uh, and the first thing that we've got to do, uh, all these, we're going to try to get them all st- start with T's. So they're kind of, you know, the preacher in you. The preacher in me is coming out. Um, but the first thing is we got to talk about it, right? Yes. Uh, money is typically, you, you preface this in the beginning of our uh, talk that, Typically in a relationship, there's someone that is maybe really good with money, someone not so good. Uh, there's someone who's well-organized, someone who's not well-organized. Um, and there's people that are administrative and then people that are free spirits. Uh, we got completely blessed because we are both free spirits yeah. and we are not great managers. Um, which just means that for us, like communication is paramount, right? We've got we to be talking about it. And so what are the, some of the things that we talk about? Uh, well, we we try to talk about a budget, mm-hmm. um, a monthly budget, spending budget. And the next thing, um, you know, that we kind of set ground rules for each other as far as um, a spending cap. So neither one of us are allowed to spend a certain amount of money. I don't even really know what it is. Probably two hundred dollars. Like we can't go over two hundred dollars. That's what works for our budget. So for us, if anyone goes out and spends over two hundred dollars, then we need to have a conversation with the other person about it before we make those purchases. Yeah, these are kind of just maybe not ground rules as much as guardrails. We set these in our lives to kind of keep us on the path that we need to be on uh, without causing you know major issue. Right. You know, and so you know, you and I talk. We talk about everything we spend, even in you know out inside of the two hundred dollars. You know, we're pretty we're pretty close when it comes to that. Um, but also, you know, we understood since the beginning that like we're gonna have the same banking account and checking you know checking account. We're yes. gonna work in unity. Well, you you're gonna have access to everything I've got. I've got access to everything you've got. And there's no way that either one of us are hiding anything. There's nothing to hide. Um, when it comes to the bills that we pay, like. You're the one that tan- handles paying all the bills. Um, you've got to set it up on a calendar. You're working a system. But at the same time, you're telling me and keeping me up to date with what's going along the way, right? Yep. Um, so major purchases or anything, I mean, it, without communication, without talking about it, man, you know, this is a train that can get off the rails real quickly. Yes. And cause lots and lots of tension. And so 
you got to talk about it. Um, you know, one of the coaches that we've talked to in the past uh, suggests, like, man, maybe it's every Friday you got to sit down and you got to have a come to Jesus meeting yeah. with each other and say, hey, this is the state of the union. You right. know, this is the state of the family. This is the state of our checking account yes. type thing. So you got to talk about it. You can't just let people live in the dark. And, um, and, and I, you know, I, the major issues that we hear about in families or in marriages uh, when it comes to this is a lack of communication in it, right? People are hiding things because this is an area that creates lots of tension and it's, it's something that shows weakness. You know, it's one of those things that's like you don't want to go and show your husband the pair of shoes that you just bought or uh, the fishing rod that you just, you know, stuffed away into your garage. I've mm-hmm. never done that, right? Mm-hmm. Not, not once. Never. But, uh, but you got to be honest with each other. You got to communicate. You got to talk. That's... So the second thing that we can do when we're talking about marriage and money and how to manage all that in between is to find a teacher. Um, For us, I think we waited a little too late to find a teacher into our marriage. Um, Just we just kind of fumbled around. We did fumble (laughs) around in the dark. Uh, You know, I mean, we budgeted the best we knew how, but we really weren't educated and really weren't up to date on really what it means to to make your money work for you. And, and the reason why you need a teacher is because like we're kind of set up for failure. You know, it's like, unless your parents did a good job of teaching you how to manage finances, like that's not something you just automatically know. Yeah. And even going to school, like school, they don't teach you, they don't teach you how to budget or how to pay your taxes or do any of that stuff. They don't teach you about the things that are coming up in life, you know? Um, and so it's good that when you don't know something, you find someone who can teach it to you, yeah. can help you with it. So who do we find? For us, we found Dave Ramsey. So you may or may not know who Dave Ramsey is, but he is a Christ follower and a money guru. Um, he has some incredible resources. We took a class through Coastline um, called Financial Peace University. Which is probably something we should offer we, at Coastline now. Well, we um, we have Saperna and Mike that are ready to teach it. Um, but because of the COVID thing kind of got put on pause, but we're, yeah, I know, but we are ready to have that relaunch whenever, um, we get going back here again and their family is up and running. But, um, yeah, so Dave Ramsey has a class that you can do, or if you don't have time or, you know, whatever it is, the class isn't for you. He has plenty of books and he has a, uh, I tell like I think podcast. it's a podcast and then he has a radio show. I think you can find him on YouTube. But um, for us, Dave Ramsey was an incredible resource um, to help us understand the zero balance budget and really making our money work for us. Even when it comes to like getting out of debt, you know, which is right. something we're working on right we now. We are working. We've, we've taken our lead from from Dave Ramsey. Yep. You know, he, he said, hey, this is what you should do. These are the steps that you should take. And so that's what we started to do. Yep. And it really makes a difference. It you can see that it it actually works. And so, you know, when it comes to the money stuff, like you got to find a teacher. You got and you got to be honest with them enough or uh, open enough to hear from them. And yeah, I I guess that that part is saying like you got to kind of be aware of if you've got a problem or not. Right. So find a teacher. Yeah. Part three is tithing. Yeah. So this is a part where. Um, lots of people shut down whenever you hear a pastor talk about tithing. 
um, which, you know, let's, let's chalk it up for what it is. There's been tons of churches and, and pastors throughout the United States that have mismanaged um, that aspect of worship, you know. Uh, but you said something this past week at church that, you know, I, I, we believe to be true, uh, and that is that, you know, generosity is our privilege, yes. right? It's something that we get to do to uh, worship through tithing is, is a big deal. It has a main effect on us. And so, you know, I, I want to, for a quick second, like we're not even going to give you like a website or anything like that. We're not going to tell you about how to give to Coastline because like when I talk about this today, I want you to know it is not about you giving money to Coastline. That's not the reason why I'm, I'm telling you this. I'm telling you this because uh, tithing is something that we've added to our family and what we do when it comes to our finances, and it has made a considerable difference, right? Yes. We are definitely, we're smoking what we're selling when it comes to this <laughs> specifically. Absolutely. And so it's not how we always started out, right? There was a time before, but let's talk just for a few minutes. Like how has tithing made a difference to us or when did we start and, and what did we see happen? Yeah. So I remember Brian was the first person to really teach me about tithing. Um, I grew up unchurched. That's sort of my story. So I didn't know what tithing was or why it was important or anything like that. And so when we got married, he sort of started to introduce the concept and the idea of tithing. And at that time, we really didn't have any money. So um, it was really a hard like pill to swallow that we were going to give 10% of our income back to the church. So when we started doing it, I reluctantly did it because I was, you know, a good wife and I was going to listen to my husband and, and follow his lead. But I was really hesitant and unsure. But, you know, I remember tithing and then maybe a month later, um, we were cleaning out my car. This was probably like we, when we started tithing, it was probably maybe a few months after we got married. Yeah. Right? Probably I mean, six we had this months. Conversation. Yeah. Maybe six months or so. Yeah. Six months or something like that. Um, and so, you know, I was cleaning out my car and which I had done previous to the six months to cleaning out, you know, I don't clean it out often, but I had cleaned it out. And so I had found a card with a wedding gift in it and it was the exact amount of money that we had been tithing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, it was just this crazy realization that God, when you are obedient to God, he wants to bless you back. Yeah, I, I think it's, um, you know, it's a, it was a reminder to me at the time that, um, you know, Jesus, uh, Jesus doesn't want your money. No. Right? It's not, Jesus doesn't need your, your, your $20, $50, or whatever it is that, uh, that you're tithing. Um Jesus does want your heart. Yeah. And when it comes to money, I mean, most of us listen to this podcast. Uh, I, I don't I don't know of people in my life that to them money is just not important. Right. Right. I mean, even the the freest, you know, hippiest people that I know, there's still an aspect of like, I gotta I gotta make my rent, I gotta put food on the table, mm-hmm. I, I need money. Um, and many times it's easy for us to put that ahead of even God. Or that ahead of Jesus, mm-hmm. and so when we do this thing, where we tithe, we live out this tither's principle of giving the first ten percent of the gross that comes into our bank account. Um, there's this incredible step of faith that happens every time that we get paid, where we say, you know what? Before we care about the mortgage, before we care about everything else, 
God, we're going to trust in you. And we're going to say, you know what? We choose you first and you have our heart first. And uh, we do that out of obedience. We do that out of love. Uh, we do that out of faith. We do it because we've seen time and time and time again that when we do it, he shows up. Yeah. And it's not always, you know, a financial thing where I don't, you know, I, not every single time that I've tithed did I find a card with money in my car. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I just feel as though we live under God's blessing when we are obedient and when we are giving and we are generous people. Yeah. We're, we're here today, and I can't remember one time where we've lived in, in the point where we're without or lacking or, you know, we, we haven't missed a mortgage payment no. uh, or a, a payment. We haven't missed a payment of any kind um, of, of any of our obligations that right. we, um, you know, and I, and I know that all along the way it's because in that area of our life, in that financial part of our life, we said, you know what? We're going to tithe. We're going to put God first in it. Yeah. And so just like everything else, man, when it comes to my health, when it comes, I'm going to trust God. When it comes to uh, my emotional well-being, I'm going to trust God. When it comes to where I'm going to spend eternity, I'm trusting God. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, it just doesn't make sense for our family to say, okay, well, when it comes to finances, we're not going to trust God. We're going to trust our own selves. Yeah, that's, that's, in, that's dangerous. important. Yeah. That's dangerous territory. Yeah, that's so, good advice right there. Yeah, so um, yeah, tithing, I think, is important. It does it's gonna do a wonder for your relationship with one another. It's going to do a wonder with your financial situation. And ultimately, it's going to build your faith and trust in God. And He's going to show up. Uh, I can promise you that because that's what it says. And that's what He says. That's what yeah. it says in the Word. So... And Try I, tithing. That'll be a big deal. Yeah. And I want to just say that I've seen so many um, successful people in my life, and they are successful because they are tithers, um, financially successful, I mean. And they will tell you, yep. right? You know, they will straight up say, it is because of the tithe that God is blessing us and continuing yeah. our business to grow. You know, I, uh, the as a, as a pastor, some. You know, I, I don't know what people tithe in our church. That's not something that I go digging for or I get a report on or anything. It's between between them and God. But one time I did have someone who uh, tithe a con- very considerable amount when we uh, were just launching a, a specific part of Coastline, and um, it was it was a big deal, man. Like I'm, I'm like you know tearing up when I when I think about it. Uh, but I said, man, thank you so much for for trusting our organization and you know i said thank you so much for you know being a part of coastline and you know their their punchline to me was like hey dude this is not because of what you're doing or this is not because of coastline this is because this is god's right and i'm going to be obedient with what god told me to do uh, and i know specifically that person god continues to bless and uh, i know that if as we continue to choose god he's going to continue to bless us and uh, as you do it, man, I challenge you to step out with something. If you've not done anything, step out with something, um, and, uh, and God will show up. So, Which leads us to the last part, the last uh, area that will help you when it comes to managing the tension uh, with money in your marriage. Um, and that is don't let it be the one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, God is a God that is gracious and loving, and he loves us as sons and daughters. Uh, but, uh, you know, Jesus was very clear in the book of Matthew that God wants you to love him with all of your heart, all your mind, all your soul, and all of your strength. Um, and in this case specifically, you know, many times we um, choose to have our heart be wrapped up in money, not in God. And so 
And unfortunately, it's a recipe for disaster because if you put your trust and money over God, man, it's always going to, it's always going to fail. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things that uh, God wants you. He wants to be the first love in your life. And so, like we've said along the way, when it comes to the foundation, um, the foundation can't be your children. If your marriage is built on your children, guess what? Your children are going to leave and you and your, your spouse are going to get separated and divorced because that foundation is no longer there. Uh, the same thing is true with finances. We said we made a, 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 an oath at the beginning of our marriage uh, solemn promise that you know for richer or for poorer for in sickness and in health um, we've experienced a lot of the poorer part yeah, of the richer or poorer a lot of it but um, man whether I'm rich or I'm poor I'd rather have you and I'd rather be connected to you and if if we are only loving each if we're only with each other because we're rich um, or or because material we're poor, things right yeah what happens when that changes right right what happens when what happens if if the financial situation changes drastically mm-hmm. in, in either way, right? If you and I, our relationship is based off of uh, our financial situation, what happens if we become successful beyond where we're at now, right? We grow apart because mm-hmm. we have put our focus in this other thing. Right, putting that first. Or if we're successful and we hit hard times and the economy crashes and we have nothing. If, it's, if that's what it's built on and that goes away, our relationship goes away as well. Mm-hmm. We got to put God first, always. And so, when it comes to the foundation of marriage, I want to tell you, uh, biggest things I can do is, is you know, live in unity with one another. The two need to be one. So, talk with your spouse yes. about your finances. It's important. Um, seek a teacher. Find someone. Get some coaching if you need some help. Dave Ramsey is a fantastic start, Financial Peace University. Whenever we get back into doing church, we'll be starting that back up yes. uh, with Mike and Saperna. Um, so check that out. Um, find a teacher. It's important. Uh, live in the principle of tithing. Try something. Do something. Do it. Um, and then lastly, don't let it be the one. Don't let finances be the thing that you build your, your relationship on. Don't let it be the forefront. Uh, put Christ first in all, and he'll make it work out. I promise. Um, we're praying for you. I know this is not a tough and easy thing to to do, um, but uh, but you can get through it. Yeah, and just a reminder, we are not professional counselors. Yeah. I'm going to say this every time so people understand, but if you are in need of counseling or if you're in crisis or you're really suffering from a communication breakdown with finances, Please seek professional help. We have friends at Open Doors Counseling Network. They have an office here in New Smyrna and Port Orange, and they are happy to help you in accepting new clients. Um, So seek out some help if you are really struggling in this area. It can be a great tension, we know, because we have lived it (laughs) often. So it's going to be a continual struggle, but we just have to put Jesus first in everything we do, and he'll take care of the rest. And communicate that too. Amen to that. <laughs> yeah. uh, this has been a Coastline podcast. Thanks for listening. Hit us up on email, uh, Brian at CoastlineNSB.com, Erica at CoastlineNSB.com. If there's anything we can do to help, uh, we will. We love you so much. We're praying for you. We will see you next week. As always, Coastline, know that you are loved and that the best is yet to come.